What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new Meathead Hippie podcast. I'm Emily Schramm, and today we are going to be focusing on something I just posted about and talked about, and I want you guys all to join me. I am going to talk about guilt. I'm going to dabble in some randomness about my obsession with lions and tigers and not bears and a really great documentary that I love. I'm going to talk about CBD and then a bunch of other things that are on my mind. This will be a shorter one. I have taken some time off. Uh, hence this concept of guilt, which we will get into in a second. But I hope you really enjoy this format. If you like it, you got to tell me because I don't know if you like it or not unless you tell me. So you can email me always support at emilyshram.com or leave a review wherever you are listening. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Okay, so I recently have had just this kind of come to Jesus moment of how much my life has had some guilt, especially more recently as I'm kind of changing. And I think of it as this diagram, like a circle on the left side that says old me, a circle on the right side that says new me. And then there's a circle connecting it saying the transition, the work, the the hardest part of when you know you have more in you, but the work to get it there and let those habits fall away because it doesn't happen overnight. And so thinking of, wow, like I moved so much and so quickly and just did, 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 and do, 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 do. I don't really allow myself to kind of sit into anything. And I think something that's come up a lot is when I'm now resting more and sitting more and taking more baths and meditating more, there is more guilt that I'm aware of because I'm not so much living in my chaos. And so I just felt like I should talk about this because not only did I feel this, but a couple people in my life mentioned it. And I was like, you know what? it is time to address this because I just know I'm not the only one. And I think so many of us in health, fitness, nutrition, we live around guilt. We just do. We feel guilty about the cookie. We feel guilty about skipping our workout. We feel guilty about uh, not trying as hard, or we feel guilty about drinking a little too much. You know, for me, the guilt is really associated with feeling guilty about not working in the way that I used to work because I'm learning that work doesn't have to be effort. You can have so much really good things come your way when you relax into that kind of flow versus the hustle. And I am loving it, but also like, wow, this is coming up a lot. So I decided what I wanted you guys to do and what I want to do as well is really first and foremost, acknowledge guilt and acknowledge how many times a day we feel guilty. I want you to, with me, just write down every time you feel guilty about something. And it could be, it could be something small. It could be big. It could be reoccurring. Uh, maybe tally mark if it is showing up for you quite a bit. And just write it down. Say exactly what it is uh, without overthinking it or feeling guilty about what you're feeling guilty about and just write it and leave it in a sentence and don't touch it for a week. I'm not going to touch my list until Saturday. I always feel like I write something down and then the next day I can like talk myself out of it. It's almost this vulnerability hangover that Brene Brown talks about how you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm over that by now. Like, that was so yesterday. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I want you to be just raw and honest and real. You don't have to show this to anybody. I will probably uh, post as many as I can. I definitely think there's still some that I would, I'll keep to myself, but I want you guys to see that we all in some ways live in guilt. I feel guilty for not finishing this book. I feel guilty about purchasing uh, this Audible that I haven't listened to. I feel guilty about skipping my podcast two weeks in a row because it just didn't inspire me. Like there is so much on my list already. And I know that there are two ways that we have to deal with it. And this was my header when I decided I wanted to do this. And then I opened it up to you guys on the gram. It was number one, we can get it out of our life, right? That I, I think that that's something, if somebody makes you feel guilty or something is there and reoccurring, sometimes you just got to like take that shovel, push your foot into the, into the ground and just dig it out and it is gone and it hurts and it sucks, but there's times where you just got to take a stand. But I will say that is somewhat the, the easy answer. I've seen a lot of this kind of, uh, unfollow, but not from a beautiful space, not from a, you don't inspire me space. It comes from a, you make me feel bad about myself space. And that's a different thing, right? That's saying that whatever it is that you just posted or whatever it is that you just said, and this happens a lot with relationships and I'm not a relationship counselor. I just have learned a lot with my relationship and I'm so proud of how much we've grown. And what I have found is that it's just constant triggers. Anything that makes you feel guilty is usually a trigger that you see in yourself. And so more importantly than just saying, dig it out and get it out, it's saying, what is that? Why did that just trigger me? And am I willing to do something about it? Not by omitting that trigger, but by reflecting inside of me because what is triggering me is a reflection of myself. That is always what it is. It's something you don't, you see that you don't like, or it just makes you feel kind of icky because maybe you're afraid that's going to be you, or maybe it is you. There's so many things you can unpack and dig into when it comes to triggers, but there is nothing we can do really until we just say, I acknowledge all the things that make me feel guilty. And the reason this is so important and the reason I want you guys to do this is because we wear that guilt. We are holding it on to our bodies in some way, shape, or form whether it's inside internally in our tissues manifesting in systems like digestion or adrenals or even autoimmunity, like wherever you think your guilt is not affecting you, it is. And I think so many times when people say they want to have this better life and they want to live their best life and they want to raise their vibration and they want to be their best selves, uh, they allow that guilt, and I am guilty of this too, um, to be on top of myself to the point where I can't even fathom getting bigger or growing more or because it's like, there's no way. And when we think there is no way, it's because we are holding so much in our heart and in our, on our chest and all different places of our body of guilt. And we can totally do something about it. So I wanted to talk about the science of guilt and I would, if you are listening to this and this is like your expertise, then please email us support at emilystrom.com because, oh my God, like I would love to talk to talk about guilt more um, because I just did, just doing my own research. One of the, my favorite talks that I give is called um, what like basically it's not, it depends on what it's called, but it's basically all about cravings 
What are your cravings trying to tell you? Why do we crave sugar, salt, pasta, <laughs> you know, all the things that we feel guilty about, chocolate. Um, and I just dig into the nutritional side of it and really help people understand that we are not necessarily our cravings. We are our nutritional deficiencies manifested into cravings. So when I start this talk and I love it, it's like we all all know what we could be doing. Sometimes we know how we could be doing it. And then we have this extra guilt of we should be doing it. Could, should, how, why, how, blah, should, should be, should be, could be. Blah. And how many times do we say that? I should be doing that. I should go to bed. I should wake up early. I should go to the gym. And I think it's just those shoulds are all just a layer of guilt, a layer of guilt, a layer of guilt. And I just want people to understand, and I am saying this to myself as well, that guilt is not your God, nor is it your guide. It is not the way that you live your life. It is not the guide in which you are able to move right to left or take the right step forward. And study after study proves this. And I wanted to share two things with you. The first one was a study that they divided two women up into two different groups. And they made them in four minutes eat a donut and chug a glass of water. So they're kind of uncomfortably full because they had to go as fast as possible. And then the water made them really full. And group one, they said all these anti-guilt coping mechanisms. They were like, you are doing this for a study. You cannot feel guilty about this. Like whatever they did. And they didn't get into about what they said, because I would love to know that. Um, but they really dug into making sure these women felt guiltless about this donut and this water. The other group, unfortunately, they didn't say a word to. They just let them feel uncomfortably full. And then right after they ate this donut and chugged this water, they went straight to this kind of big box of candy. So imagine a bowl of candy sitting right in front of them. And they had an unlimited amount. It was totally up to them what they decided to eat. Group one, who felt guiltless, only ate about, on average, 25 grams of the candy. They were able to stop themselves. The guilt group, the guilty group, because they felt so bad about themselves. And what we think of is saying, if I feel bad about myself, I will not eat as much. I will change my ways. I will be better tomorrow. I feel so guilty that I'm going to guilt my way out of this. They ate up to three times more than the ladies that were approached with a guiltless approach, whatever mechanism they use that for. And it's just a simple example of how powerful our mind chatter is that feeling guilty actually is not at all helpful. In fact, it backfires three times as much candy. That's insane. That's a very significant amount. And I think all of you guys listening are like, yeah, I've definitely done that. Like I just can't stop and I feel guilty and my mind is racing and it's, and now I'm out of touch with my body because I'm in my head and I don't have my signal saying you're full, you're full, you're full, you're good, you're satisfied because I'm looking for food for connection. And yet I feel so guilty that that connection has been broken. And there's another study that I really wanted to um, just quote, and I talk about this in my one-on-one um, -on -one training, which has opened up. If you're interested in doing group training or one-on-one -on -one training, please email. Um, but it's so important to say this because this is from The Willpower Instinct, How Self-Control Works, Why It Matters, and What You Can Do to Get More of It. Study after study, this is a quote, study after study shows that self-critique and self-criticism is consistently associated associated with less motivation and worse self-control. It is also one of the single biggest predictors of depression, which drains both I will power and I want power. 
And I think that is so powerful because self-love and forgiveness and understanding that if we did do something that we might you know, we feel guilty about none of you. You guys are all good humans. Like we're not doing anything that is actually validating of guilt and we allow it to just permeate our being. And so I want you guys to just write down everything that makes you feel guilty. And then I want you guys to really think about, okay, once we get to that point, we have it all written down. Can I, what can I do about it? Right. Can I do a uh, a, a dig, like a dig and get it out? Or can I really start to reflect and understand why I feel guilty? And can I work on myself in order to make those triggers less prevalent? Because when you do, you're shedding skin and shedding layers and you guys will all be so much better off for it, myself included. A really quick plug. This is um, sponsored by Ned. Ned CBD oil. And I have a couple few things about CBD. I know a lot of people ask about it, about if it's safe. CBD works so well in our human body because all it does is emphasize our personal, our own already created endocannabinoid system. So it can help with neurons. It's neuroprotective. It relieves pain. It's a great pain relief. It's perfect for insomnias. It relieves anxiety. It's an anti-inflammatory. It can even promote bone growth and help with arteries. They're really, I mean, it's kind of like the duct tape. (laughs) I said this last time, but it's true. And my favorite kind that I love is Ned and you can get 15% off with Meathead Hippie. So just go to Ned or just Google Ned CBD. Their Instagram is gorgeous. Be sure you tell them that I sent you. Um, It's really helpful and it's a really great way to support my podcast. If you guys are interested, they're my first and only uh, uh, sponsor, which is kind of fun. Okay, before I move on, uh, I first want to preface this. This is where I'm going to get weird about animals because I am obsessed with animals. I have uh, really loved my tarot cards. I, that's a whole different podcast that I'll totally do, but it was about, uh, I kept pulling this card called Pele, which is passion and goddess and really understanding like, God, am I not following my passion? I feel like I'm the most passionate person in the damn world. Like I'm following all the passions. I'm exhausted because I'm following all the passions. (laughs) So I'm like, clearly there's a disconnect. And that's been like basically my journey the last four months of in my head and in my heart, it feels right. But sometimes the execution isn't lining up with my body, meaning it's, you know, not necessarily giving me as much joy as it could. Hard work is hard work, but there is a point where it's, when it's tapping into your adrenal system, there's something not lining up. So I really got into uh, just kind of this fun show. It's not fun, actually, but it's called Savage Kingdom. If you do not like seeing animals die, do not watch it. It is the most intense nature show. This shit is crazy. It's like you will never look at lions and tigers and anything the same. I mean, nature is ruthless. It is brutal, and it, it is like... Oh my God, if you need a dose of reality of like what happens outside of like our first world country, watch 30 minutes of it and just be prepared because I'm not saying this is for everyone. Like it is definitely like RX rated in my opinion because it's so graphic. But what it made me understand is this fascination that I've had with lions. I always have said it's the year of something and Um, It was the year of the beaver. Last year was year of the whale. And I have a podcast on that with Stephen Farmer. If you want to listen in, he is the spirit animal shaman. He's incredible. Please go back and listen. But it was really about 
why am I so drawn to lions? What is it about lions that I love? And so I'm really getting into these, this whole lion world and what I'm really excited to talk about, and I won't do it completely because I have so much more research to do, but how different tribes of animals, especially females, interact differently. Because I have found in a frustrating way, and I think so many of us can relate, that it takes a level, this is going to get really deep really fast, it takes a level of surrender and vulnerability for women to see respect for each other or have respect for each other. That means that I do not look at her and say, that's boss and badass unless I see some weakness and vulnerability and I can relate. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but I've always been fascinated by it. Like, what is that about? Um, Because men don't do that. Men aren't necessarily like, oh gosh, uh, Tony Robbins showed his weakness. Now I respect him and love him. Um, They are kind of like, Tony Robbins is the the motherfucking man. Like, he's awesome. I want to, I'm looking at a book that's he wrote, which is why I said that. I don't know. I usually don't reference Tony Robbins. He's, that's a whole different story. But I just feel like um, it's just a, interesting to understand female dynamics. And so I got really fascinated with uh, lions and how they are and wolves and how they are. And now I'm researching tigers. And I think that I am slowly understanding that we tend to be drawn to those animals that we want to be and but lions are kind of for show and i would love if anyone here is an animal behavioralist specialist or understands it for example women do not have a hierarchy of who gets pregnant they want all everyone to have babies and if i if one lion had four babies and one lion had one baby they would share milk because they produce the same amount of milk no matter how many babies they have how many cubs they have. On the other hand, you look at a tribe like wolves and wolves have alpha, they have beta, and then they have all the way down to omega. And that means that they are ranked. So if somebody is in the last in line, the omega, and then someone is in the first in line, the alpha, only the alpha can procreate. And so it is a fight to get to be the alpha female. Females are very aggressive and cruel in order to get that spot. Then once they have that spot, everything is back in order. And I just thought this was a really interesting dynamic, and I want to start writing a little bit more about it. Um, it, You know, I don't really know where it's going to go, but I'm just, you know, sharing it with you guys in case somebody has any thoughts or uh people that I can talk to about this. Because what what an interesting subject. I was like, well, what about chimpanzees? Because you're looking at chimpanzees that have... we're the closest to them as humans. And one thing that just is really clear, and this is the takeaway, and kind of to wrap this up, is that you can tell when you're living, and this is male, female, humans, animals, when you're living in abundance and when you're living in scarcity. And anything negative that's coming from cattiness or disrespect or not feeling like you're getting the support you need from your tribe or your community or your gender, uh, really like looking at it in the, the lens of let's just divide it into two things, scarcity, abundance, or even 
fear, love. If we feel like there's limited resources, of course there will be a fight for them, but there aren't limited resources. We live in such a world of abundance and it is just continuing to come. So I think that is something we can all say, well, let's just take a step back and what am I doing? Am I living in a world of fear or scarcity? Am I afraid that I'm going to get booted if I don't do this? Am I afraid that my content's not good enough or that I'm not going to reach the right people because that person's better than I am in something and I better hurry up and figure it out. Like it is crazy. You can see it written on so many people's posts of like where it's coming from if you really just get curious. And then that is the thing that we for sure can dig out and get out because we do not want to be surrounded by people that live in scarcity, right? We do not want to live in scarcity. We want to understand that if I am taken care of, the whole world is taken care of. And that is a beautiful place to be. So just some thoughts for your Wednesday. I hope this is fun. And if you like this type of uh, podcast, let me know. I'm going to go rush and get onto my flight because I'm heading to Herb Farm for a farm visit uh, to do some great videos and content with you guys. Herb Farm is wonderful. So I'm excited to work with them more. Remember Meathead Hippie uh, is the code for Ned if you're interested in CBD. I also finally, last but not least, I launched my supplement company. So myempirica.com. It is all linked below and I will, I really enjoyed this. I don't know if you guys did. So tell me what your feedback is. And if so, I will keep doing these like, you know, shit M's into, which is very random and all over the place. And I love that you guys let me share it with you. Awesome. That's it. Meathead Hippie. Listen anywhere. Share with a friend. EmilyShram.com and uh, go write your list of guilt and let's get that shit off of our chest. I'll see you guys next week.